Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... So your next storyteller is a, a yoga teacher and instructor. Give it up for Robin, Robin Lang. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin. Uh, This past September, I was in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii. I was wearing my rainbow bikini top, and I was about to swim from Molokai to Lanai. The Kalohi Channel in Hawaii, it's about 10 miles, and really there haven't been that many people that have swum it before. I was on my way to being only the seventh female that has ever completed it. And I had an escort boat. I had a safety boat. I had a really experienced boat captain. And I had two Australian friends. One of my friends, Jacinta, was a doctor. The other one, Jess, was a member of the Australian national swim team. So I had the absolute best crew you could possibly put together for it. And I ended up with the best weather you could possibly want for it as well. The water that morning was so flat. It was so flat. It was so glassy. It looked more like a lake than an ocean, which is incredibly rare, especially for Hawaii. So I had everything just falling in place. Everything was lining up perfectly, except for one thing. September in Hawaii is tiger shark season. September sees a spike in the number of tiger shark sightings and a number of tiger shark attacks. And a couple days before my swim, two guys were swimming a different channel and they aborted that attempt because a 15-foot tiger shark swam at them. It's a really good reason to get out. And so as I'm swimming, I can't get this image of a tiger shark swimming at me out of my head. The water, it's... It's unbelievable. It's so, it's so jaw-droppingly beautiful. It's unreal that water can be so clear and so vibrantly blue at the same time. And the light, it halos down around you, and you just stare into this blue with these streaks of light coming down as far as you can see. And I, as I'm swimming, keep checking around every so often that it's just blue. And then, all of a sudden, my friend Jess, who was in a kayak paddling next to me, shouts out, Oi, Robin, don't shit your pants, but there's a massive manta ray that's going to swim right by you. And this probably six-foot manta ray cruises by and then cruises on. And I keep swimming. And you might be wondering at this point, why would you ever want to swim 10 miles in the Pacific Ocean between Hawaiian islands? That's crazy. And it is, but it's also kind of a thing I do. Um, I've swum uh, the Ao Ao Channel in Hawaii. It's between Lanai and Maui. It's about nine miles. Um, I, last year, I swam a channel in Western Australia from Perth to Rottnest Island. It's about 12 miles and about 68 degrees, which if 68 degrees sounds like a great temperature, after six and a half hours in it, it feels like ice. 
And I do a race called the Molokai to Oahu 32-mile world championship paddleboard race. Uh, my style of paddling, it's more surf style. So I'm on my stomach paddling kind of a freestyle stroke, or I'm on my knees, both arms, more of like a butterfly stroke. And this particular race uh, is known for having some of the best watermen in the world. The top guys are sponsored by Red Bull. So in a weird way, doing something crazy like that has actually become kind of normal for me. Uh, But it really wasn't always the case. It wasn't always normal for me. Uh, A couple years ago, I had a really stressful year and a half. I was still feeling a lot of that stress and had been really unhappy and just felt like I was stuck. I felt like I wasn't really living my potential. I had this dream, I had this goal of one day paddling from Molokai to Oahu, but I had absolutely no plan or no idea how I would ever turn that plan into a reality. But I had one friend. I'd met a girl named Heather in the Outer Banks. And Heather was from Richmond, but she also hadn't really been happy in Richmond. She hadn't been happy in her life. She didn't feel like the work she was doing was serving her. She felt stuck. She felt like she also wasn't living to her potential. And Heather had decided to make a change. And so she quit her job and she moved to Hawaii. And so when I started thinking about doing the same thing, I hit Heather up and Heather's like, girl, get out here. Moving to Hawaii was the best decision I ever made, and it will be the best decision you ever make. I can honestly say that I love my life out here. I'm creating a life that I truly love, and I'm really loving every day. And so I move out to Hawaii, and Heather was really my first friend out there. And she had adopted a chihuahua, named it Jimmy. She met a guy, falls in love with him. She started her own business doing interior design. And she had this group of friends on the North Shore that she called the Love Tribe of the Double Rainbow. And then this past summer, she started working on doing music events and art events under the name Double Rainbow Productions. And there's something really special about people who you're almost in the same place in the same time as your life as them. And so they're working on their goals and you're working on yours, but it's this shared experience, almost this, like you're living parallel lives. Um, And for Heather and I, it was two girls from Virginia They decided they wanted to move to Hawaii. They decided that they wanted to write their script. They wanted to be in charge of their destiny. They wanted to go after their dreams and to really create a life that they loved. And then this past July, I had just finished my fourth time paddling across the Molokai Channel. So I just got into Oahu at the finish line. And when you get to the finish line after the Molokai race, it's basically a huge party. Um, Everyone's celebrating the fact that they just paddled 32 miles across a treacherous channel from an island that you literally cannot even see in the distance. And it's just this place of celebration. There's 
champagne showers, people are getting glazed, people are getting awards. It's a really cool, really special place. And I uh, got my phone, and I noticed that I had missed some calls from a close friend of mine that's also a close friend of Heather's. And then I saw, I was getting these text messages, and I was getting messaged an article. It was a newspaper article about a plane crash. And I didn't understand why I was being sent an article about a plane crash. And I started reading it, and a small plane had taken off and crashed into the mountains of the west side shortly thereafter. And there was four people on board, and all four had been killed. And then I read the names. I read the list. And and then I read Heather Riley, 27, of Richmond, Virginia. And it's really hard to describe what it's like to be in this place where it's this place of celebration. It's this place of achievement. And it's also this place that is really symbolic of my journey and then to be finding out that someone who had not only been a part of that journey, but someone who was a huge inspiration for that journey was gone. And then about two weeks later at Heather's memorial service, a double rainbow popped up. This massive double rainbow popped up across the sky. And her mother, in a tribute to her, cited Maya Angelou via rainbow and someone else's cloud. And then in September, when I went to swim from Molokai to Lanai, I dedicated it to Heather. And every channel crossing I've done starts with a prayer. When I swam the Ao Ao channel, we had a Hawaiian priest come and he gave our group a prayer, a blessing in Hawaiian. When I swam the Rottenness Channel in Australia, they had aboriginals come and do this dance and a chant as a blessing for the race. And every year before the Molokai paddle, there's at least 200 of us on the beach holding hands, praying for a safe crossing. But this time, it was just me in my rainbow top, standing in the mud. And I said, Heather, this is for you. This is for creating a life that you love. This is for taking charge of your destiny. This is for shaping your life, for having big dreams and going after them and for achieving them. I love you so much and I miss you. I can't thank you enough. And feel free to keep the tiger sharks away. <laughs> and so as I'm swimming, I'm swimming and I'm somewhere in the middle of the channel, and all of a sudden, this little fish comes up. This little fish, maybe one, maybe two feet comes up. And I figured it would, it would come and just swim away, but it doesn't. This fish starts swimming with me. And if I swam faster, the, swim, the fish would swim faster. If I slowed down, the fish would slow down. When I take water breaks, 
I just tread, and my, uh, my kayakers will throw me water. And I figured when I stopped swimming entirely, the fish will swim away. I took a water break, and I looked down, and this little fish is literally waiting for me. And then I, I keep swimming, and the fish keeps swimming. And then I take another water break, and the fish waits again. And my friend Jess, at this point, she was in the water with me. She had gotten in to swim some. And Jess is like, Robin, I reckon we've got ourselves a mate. And she grabs my GoPro off the boat, and she takes a video of this fish. And I really, I can't tell you how comforting it was having this fish, because the entire time this fish was with me, I knew nothing else was. And I knew that if a shark came around, I was going to see that fish bolt. I would see the fish's demeanor change. And so the whole time the fish was there, I knew it was just us in the water. And then as I got closer to Lanai, the fish started swimming a little further away, and then it was a little further, and then it was a little further, and then I really never noticed when it was gone, but at that point, I was so close to the island that I didn't really feel like I needed it anymore. About a week later, I showed the video that Jess had taken of the fish to two friends of mine that are fishermen. And they both looked at the video and said the exact same thing. That fish is good eating. It's strange it's by itself because that's a schooling fish. The Hawaiian name is Kumanu, and the common name is Rainbow Runner. And so if the takeaway lesson of my previous channel crossings had been that you can take charge of your destiny, that you can create a life that you love, that you can have these big, crazy goals and you can achieve them. The Rainbow Runner, she added another. That sometimes when you're going after the life that you love, things may happen that hurt, that are heartbreaking and it doesn't make any sense. But you should never let the fear of the worst that can happen in life make you lose faith that you can always live the best life. Thank you. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.